Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. The very polite Mike Vrabel discussing, uh, I guess, his future with the Tennessee Titans. I don't know. Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. We've got four games this segment, so let's jump right on in. Titans, three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Carolina Panthers with a total of 36-and-a-half. Joe, how are you playing it? Uh, oh, well, I mean, how am I playing it? Probably not. <laughs> that would be the response <laughs> to that question. This Pass. is a, a disgusting game. A out. There are a lot of games this week that have implications for the worst record. If you've played that market, or if you're looking ahead to the draft for sure, and this falls into uh, that category. So does Giants Patriots, which we'll get to coming up as well. Can't wait, man. Should Lovis be favored by, by more than a field goal over any team? I think that's where the handicap starts on this game. And that's what makes it difficult. Uh, Levis has looked rough of late, but he was a rookie on the road. He had his best game in his debut at home against Atlanta. Could we see something like that again? Yeah, we could, especially in this matchup going up against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Frank Reich took back the play calling duties and and nothing changed. Uh, Last four games, (laughs) the Panthers are averaging 12.7 points per game. Yeah, Dallas was tough. But there was also the Bears that are bad against the pass. There was the Colts in there, terrible defense in Houston as well. So they're not doing they're not doing anything. I don't know like what's the number they get to. That's the question. Could Levis have a have a blow up game? Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. It, it's Titans or nothing to answer your question. But like when I'm in contests that I have to pick six games, that's not going to make my top six. No way. Also, isn't Will Levis injured still, too? Didn't he miss a practice this week? Uh, yeah, it would be Titans or nothing for me. And we keep saying, is this the Derrick Henry week? He's due. It's been about a <laughs> mm. month since he had a big game. He might be done. Perhaps with poor quarterback play, it could be a Derrick Henry game. I'm probably going to stay away from anything in this game, but I'm with you, Joe. If I had to, it would just be a Titan spot simply because this Panthers defense is one of the worst in the NFL. 
you know, my model has this as Titans minus four and a half. And even though this game might be just brutal, I think it's a great live betting opportunity. I will be curious what this Panthers defense can or cannot do. If they can at least establish some kind of a pass rush and affect Will Levis that way, well, I don't think Derrick Henry is done. Or if he's done, Ty J. Spears is still there, and he's a rookie. I think he can be fresh enough uh, to keep this ground game really effective, even though he hadn't been getting a whole lot of carries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a third or a fourth of the overall carries. I still think that they can establish the run and then win that way. If the Panthers don't establish a pass rush, then this might be a get-right spot for Will Levis and throw to DeAndre Hopkins outside the numbers, uh, which we saw in his first game. Yeah, it's a bit of an outlier, that approach, but... It doesn't matter, I think, what the Panthers' defense will try. I just don't think it's going to succeed. I think the Titans do have options here. It's not a great offense, but I think it's good enough to where if there's one problem that may be presented, they will have a solution and then can go after it another way. Meanwhile, the other side of the ball, I think we trust these Titans' pass rushers, don't we? Like, Bryce Young still hasn't shown us enough for us to believe that if he's facing a lot of pressure, that he can handle it. He's not throwing it deep at all. He's not really even throwing it to the intermediate parts of the field. Like, it's all about the short game. Funny, short quarterback, short game. But I still think this is going to be a problem here where the Titans' defense will reign supreme to where even if Will Levis doesn't have a fantastic outing, like, sure, there are a lot of paths where this offense can do enough for the Titans to cover a decently sized number. These pass rushers for the Titans, I think they're going to be the real stars in this game. They are going to be the ones who are sort of controlling the overall tempo. In fact, I think these Titans pass rushers are going to be more invasive than Paul's physical later today. So there's too (laughs) many paths where I think the Titans can win by at least five. Yeah, I mean, it's when, when can we have the conversation about Bryce Young? You need to see a flash. You need to see something. And I know he has nothing to work with. But um, you want to see it at some point this season. Adam Thielen, I guess he's the look if you go for receptions. Because if you're asking for production on top of the receptions, I don't know. Good luck with that. Because sometimes he gets, you know, 10 targets and only 42 yards in the game. But double-digit targets, five of the last six games, he's already almost at 100 on the season. So he's going to keep on looking Thielen's way. That's all he has right now. And if you're going to attack the Titans, it's that weak secondary that you would go after as opposed to the run game. So I guess that would be a prop look, but yeah, another one of these games, not all that interested in. I'll be curious what Carolina does. Can they pull off the victory just because of the bears draft pick, but outside of that, not so much. Fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just laughing, laughing at this next game. The total next, and everything. Sorry. Get worse? The Patriots and the Giants. New England three-point favorites, and it's a juicy minus three for New England with a total of 33 and a half. And oh, I probably like man. The <laughs> this is horrible, you, you guys. I The Patriots. Which one? Which one would you rather watch? The game we just broke down or this one? I'd rather watch this one. Yeah, I'd just because Panthers I like Titans. seeing the Patriots suffer. Really? And I'm curious to see if the Giants... I mean, the Giants have been left for dead at this point, And the Patriots Wait. have all kinds of issues. They're coming off a 10-6 to loss to the Colts. 
They've scored yeah. over 20 points just once this season. Their team total is 18 and a half. I'm just looking for ways to bet this, and I can't stop laughing. What are these two teams? It's terrible, <laughs> but it's also entertaining because they're so bad, if that makes sense. It's like reality TV. It's so bad, it's good. That's what this game okay. is. Mm -hmm. So Matt Jones is talking to the media today. He's scheduled to talk to the media. Does that mean he's starting this game? I think so. Yes. I, I absolutely there's do. No, and what? There's no way he's talking to say he's been demoted. That would yeah. be horrible. what does adding say, Bailey Zappy into the mix change? Like, is he better than Mac Jones? Can we really say that? I I don't think so at all. I don't no. know how long Zappy's going to be in the league, much less you Maybe. know start a football game because Mac Jones is struggling. Like, I don't know what kind of spark he's going to provide. Like, it doesn't do anything. But you're assuming it's Zappy. What if it's Will Greer? What if it's Malik Cunningham? Well. <laughs> like, don't they need to consider I need anything? all of it. At this point, Let's do yeah, all right. Yeah. In one game. So, yeah, put all four on the field, see what happens. What's yeah. he benched him? I mean, just think back to that game that Aaron just mentioned in Germany. Think back. They had mm -hmm. the ball, they had a chance to win the game, and they benched him. And it's like mm -hmm. the third, third or fourth time they benched him this year. How do you go back? To, but they keep going back to him. I, I, I saw that. that he was talking to media. I'm like, oh, he's starting. He's starting. I had the same reaction. Uh, it's just insane to me that they're going back to him again. This locker room can't have any trust in him. And then Bailey Zappi walks in, and then he throws a pick, and he's blaming other people. He's, oh, I, I can't tell you what really happened on that play. Okay. I mean, what a mess. What a mess. Um, I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> You have like I... a midweek quarterback competition. This no, is just dude. drama. I love it. Look, I'm asking for the pain. I'm asking for it. Right now, Patriots are plugged in as my survivor play. So wow. I can't wait. I don't have any wow. options. Get the, oh, get the siren. This is ridiculous. Are you serious? <laughs> this is the fast. The fast has gotten what? to you. You need to eat oh. now. <laughs> you think I'll change it before Sunday? Oh my I, gosh, yes. You're going to text us. What was I thinking? Oh my god. I gosh. don't have the Ravens. I that. don't have any of the favorites from Thursday or Friday. It's like, it's that or the Vikings on Monday. Wow. That's, those I, are my options. I'm endorsing this the Vikings. That's my the pick for the, yeah, for the weekend. Yeah. I'm endorsing the Vikings. I think it's way safe. I mean, in fact, like my model's saying it's Patriots minus one here. Like, it's this weird thing where do I want to back Tommy DeVito again? Boy, I'm not comfortable doing that. But with no. just the mess the Patriots are offensively, I may have to because at least the Giants have a ground game. They have some semblance of something out there. Patriots, they like, also what needed, can you rely on? It? They also needed six turnovers. I mean, I guess that's possible with New England. <laughs> the way these quarterbacks yeah. have played. Yeah, I guess it is possible, but. But anyway. matchup-wise, that Washington secondary against New England secondary, like, I don't know. It's not even close. It's not even close. Like, what do you, you shouldn't need much. So basically what we're saying is play the under, even though it's 33 and a half. Like, where, I know. What kind of I scoring are we getting to? <laughs> what is that? What year is it? Yeah. I, I hate horrible. this. All now we don't even blink at totals that are 38. Now we're only bringing right. up, oh, yeah, that's 32, 33. 
We got a college football game this weekend that's 27. I hate this. Right. What, what well, it, this might make <laughs> you feel better. The Giants are the only team that ranked bottom six on offense, defense, and special teams by DVOA. So there no, you go. they're the so worst team. <laughs> Shot still has them they as stink. the worst team by far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boston Herald said not even Mama DeVito could make chicken salad out of her son's team. I love oh, that line because he's the one who's there still living go. at home. Mom's doing yep. the cooking and the laundry. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's getting ready for Thanksgiving. He's getting hyped. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's going to have his belly full. It's going to be bad for him. Uh, the number right. came down. So we got Giants money mm-hmm. coming in because it did have the hook on there, which I thought was insane for the Patriots to be fair by more than a field over any other team. But, um, sure. yeah, I don't know. I Props, there's like, I don't know, the quarterback on one side. I, unless you're going under, I don't know what you're doing in props. Interception? Anytime uh, interception at some point? Those have, those numbers have got to be off the charts when they get posted. Under, right? first half Probably. under, team total unders. That's the only places I could look on this one. Same, do the same fair. game. but there's a, there's a couple games this weekend. You could do like a same game parlay just where you under everything. So, and mm-hmm. you might, it might just hit. Right. Yeah. Just, you know, throw some pizza money on it. See what can happen. No right. doubt. How about we uh, do a twofer here? Uh, Rams Cardinals. LA one point favorite, Bucks Colts, Indy two and a half point favorite here. Uh, pick one or the other. Choose your own adventure, Joe. All right, I'll go. As far as Rams Cardinals, just just a quick note. I can't take the Cardinals just because of McVeigh's history against that team. But uh, I'd mm-hmm. say over the last day or so, I've talked myself into the Colts side, and the Colts side is also a good teaser. It feels like teasers are back, and I know we keep saying that, but these low totals and then these uh, these spreads that are just under a field goal, like for the Bucks, it certainly certainly opens uh, the door for that one. Uh, I, I like the Bucks in this spot. Should the Colts be favored by two and a half over this team? Like, I don't put the Bucks as one of those bottom five teams in the league, and it feels like that's how they're being lined in this game. Uh, the Colts are coming off the bye, extra time to prepare, but if the Colts are going to win, this has got to be a Minshew game because that's how you attack Tampa Bay. And I don't really trust them to do that. Uh, they've decided to go all in on Taylor. Now that they've signed him. they're like, they're forgetting about Moss. That's what we saw in the last game uh, in, in that Germany game. But I think the bucks are good enough offensively to get after this Colts team. So I could see some scoring, but I do like the bucks plus two and a half. They're live to win the game. Really like them in a teaser. Hey, and they're live to win the division. Bucks, baby. That's I like right. It. I am actually <laughs> going to talk about the other game, the Rams. I think you're getting a good, some good value on the Rams at minus one here. Matthew Stafford is back. Cardinals' worst defense by DVOA. Well, 31st, basically the worst. Uh, so I, I just think this is a great Rams spot. Sean McVay and this Rams team are going to be motivated. They still have a chance, outside chance, to make the playoffs, but they're not out of it. So... Give me the Rams minus one. I do think this is going to be a great bounce back spot for this Rams offense. I also think the Cardinals will do enough to keep up with them. The total is 44 and a half. I love the over here. I think we're going to see a high flying affair despite it being a division game. Uh, You look at Kyler Murray's runs, designed runs and scrambles. It's about the same as it's always been roughly six to seven. So that's reliable there. Uh, Trey McBride, Hollywood Brown. 
I think we like those guys. I think the passing attack can be okay against this Ram secondary, so it's fine there. Uh, they may not go split safety so much to avoid explosives, in large part so they can kind of keep a spy on uh, Kyler Murray in case he can take off. So I think the Cardinals have enough plays in the playbook to at least keep these in- keep things interesting. Uh, they've also allowed a lot of rushing yards to quarterbacks uh, this year. So in that respect... Love this Cardinals offense. We know what the Rams can do with Puka Nakua and company. So I love the over here. And as far as the other game, yeah, Bucks are very, very live to win outright. Why was Shaq Leonard released yesterday? I was wondering that. That was surprising. It's like, where did that come from? And they they haven't played it in a couple weeks. And for it to happen a few days before the game, that didn't make a lot of sense to me. It's weird. Yeah, I was baffled there. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Brad Spielberger's NFL plays for Thanksgiving and this weekend right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let me take the time to put this on a plate. Now I'm on the new and improved Odyssey app.
Ted Spielberger from Pro Football Focus is here every Wednesday to get you over the hump with your NFL bets. I think they're going to slow their pace of play down a ton, and they're going to run the football a ton. Um, and I think that's their key to success in this one. I struggle to say they'll win the game, but you know I, I threw out the Steelers as a teaser leg. Bit of a higher total here, but two and a half out to eight and a half for Philadelphia. I see a lot of outcomes, including the median outcome, where they do cover an eight and a half number. On BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. It is Thanksgiving Eve, but that's not going to stop Brad Spielberger from PFF to join us as he does each and every Wednesday. So, Brad, thank you so much for being here. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Let's go ahead and get started by talking about the Kansas City Chiefs because the statistic of receiver drops is certainly not sticky from one game to the next, one season to the next. It's also really hard to say quantified drops because sometimes it's errant throws or other factors, things like that. But it's really, really hard to ignore all of these high-leverage drops by Chiefs receivers. And so I'm wondering in general, okay, is it such a bad thing right now to where we can't really trust this Chiefs offense like we normally could in seasons past? And maybe we have real concerns about the Chiefs to win the AFC. I think it's the key you touched on there is that not every drop is created equal. So we do have the Chiefs as the second highest drop rate in the NFL, just receivers alone the highest. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Travis Kelsey did have a, a bad showing in last night's game. Uh, however, obviously there was some wind and some rain uh, that maybe impacted it. Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, I think, has drops like that regardless of conditions. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's a genuine concern. I do think one thing for them, though, and we saw it last year on the defensive side of the football, is I think they do realize, I think Philly falls in this bucket as well, they're so good, they're so talented, that they kind of play through some deficiencies. And they let these young guys make mistakes and fail and just hope that come playoff time, I mean, I mentioned MVS, he had six catches for 116 yards and a touchdown in the AFC Championship game, like stepped up in big moments when he needed to. So I think they're, they're kind of trying to play through the growing pains. But, but yeah, I think it's a legitimate concern. Travis Kelsey also is 33, 34 years old, um, showing some signs of regression in some areas as well. That said, like Baltimore loses Mark Andrews maybe for the year. You know, it's like, who do we think is going to steal that crown? I, that, that's the, probably the bigger question. Uh, Brad, let's hit these Thanksgiving games. Everybody's going to be betting on them. People are going to be putting together parlays, even people that don't even play parlays. Uh, let's go in order. The uh, number is seven and a half for Lions Packers. Seven and a half. The Packers injury report looks rough. We'll see if it uh, is there any news there today. Total of 47. What are you playing in the first game? Yeah, so I want to have some fun today with some props. But first, the Lions minus seven and a half is my favorite teaser leg probably of the entire week. So, um, and then you mentioned the injuries. And so that is where this prop comes from. A long shot prop, kind of trying to buy low here on the market. So you first mentioned the Packers injury report. You have Luke Musgrave, who was in the hospital, a tight end for the Packers. I imagine we don't see him play in this game. Dontavian Wicks, their rookie, concussion protocol and a knee. Probably not going to play. Jaden Reed pops up with a chest injury. Their top three linebacks, uh, running, running backs, uh, excuse me, all injured, limited, or out in practice. I can sit here and just keep naming guys that aren't going to be there. So for that reason, I think a long shot bet here is Christian Watson to have the most receiving yards in this game at 7-1. to one. So then you look at the flip side, the Detroit Lions. 
in the first matchup between these two teams, the Lions running backs ran the ball 40 times. No receiver had more than 56 uh, receiving yards in that game. That wasn't their MO. They knew they could run on Joe Barry's defense because this podcast could run on Joe Barry's defense. And I think they're going (laughs) to do the same thing uh, again in this Thursday matchup. And so the thinking is it's a bad game script for uh, the Detroit Lions pass catchers. They're playing with the lead. They're going to lean on the run. Jared Goff coming off a horrible three interception, probably should have been four interception game. They'll just pound the rock and rely on that. And the flip side, Green Bay playing from behind. I know Christian Watson's done basically nothing all season long, but he's not on the injury report. He is a guy who can pop off and have an 80-yard catch at any moment. I like him 7-1 to one to lead this game in receiving yards in this noon kickoff. Love it. Let's go to the next one. This one up to 12 and a half. The Commanders at the Cowboys. We know the Cowboys don't tend to cover on Thanksgiving. What are you going to play in this one prop side total? Yeah, this is too many points here. I know last week we were looking for a fun, uh, plucky underdog with all those double-digit spreads, and I didn't like any of them, uh, including the Carolina Panthers. I do like Washington here. I think 12.5 is too many points. And also, um, at the same time, though, again, a prop here that I really like, not as much of a long shot, but I'm looking at Dallas Cowboys interior defender Osa Adigazua over a quarter sack is plus 145. So we all know at this point about Sam Howell, his issue with pressure to sack rate, top five in the NFL, or I guess I should say bottom five in the NFL, um, but also how the commanders have given up a lot of these sacks beyond Sam Howell holding the ball too long. The interior of their offensive line is 27th in pressure rate allowed. Their pass block rate is 25th. And we know Micah Parsons, we know Demarcus Lawrence, all those guys on the outside. You have Sam Howell also threw three picks in the last game. I think he's going to go back to holding on the ball a little bit longer. And if he steps up in the pocket, the interior is going to collapse. So you get a good price here on Osa Digazua. But at the same time, I do think 12 and a half points is too many. I'm taking Washington with all that, all that points. Last game on the Thanksgiving Day slate, we've got the 49ers as seven-point favorites against the Seahawks with a total of 43. I assume this is the other leg of your Wong teaser for Thanksgiving. So I didn't, I didn't do a double Wong uh, on the day of Thanksgiving, but but I probably would uh, be in favor of, of bringing the Niners down to one. Yeah, Washington, uh, Seattle's defense has just not been good enough recently. They go out and trade for Leonard Williams. You can still run the football on them. The loss of Uchenna and Wosu has really kind of killed them in terms of applying pressure, but also an underrated run defender off the edge. And so even with Boye Mafe, who I think has had a second-year breakout as a pass rusher, you know, he's, he's an average to above-average run defender. But I think they've just lost the ability. Like, teams can gash them off tackle. And, oh, the San Francisco 49ers are as good as doing that as anyone in the National Football League. So, yeah, not a great matchup for Seattle here. They do, for some reason, beat Kyle Shanahan a decent amount. But I don't like this matchup this weekend uh, for for Seattle. Okay. What about Friday afternoon? Very strange to say. Friday afternoon, we've got the Dolphins and Jets. It's now Tim Boyle, Zach Wilson, your QB3. Dolphins, a 10-point road favorite for a divisional matchup with a total of 41. Yeah, fitting this is Black Friday. We have to watch Tim Boyle uh, in primetime for the first ever Black Friday showing. Uh, I, I struggle to even find a, an angle here. You know, obviously the Jets defense is a good unit. I, I do think the team is going to be motivated by, yes, Boyle's a career backup, but he's capable of just playing you know, quarterback. Honestly, I don't hate his prop of 160 receiving yards. We know they're going to have to throw the football to keep up with Miami's offense. 
I, I do also, you know, the issue with the Jets is I wish they would play more at times to the skill sets of their opponents. So we talked about Tyreek Hill, I think, on the show. When they play defenses that play up and press, that jam at the line, that get him off his route stem, that causes problems. We saw it against Kansas City and Germany. We've seen it in other matchups. So you think of a guy like a Sauce Gardner – the Jets don't really do that. They sit in their cover three shell. They do what Robert Sala is comfortable with. Obviously, look, they're one of the best defenses in the, in the NFL. I'm not telling them they're doing things wrong, but I don't know if it's a great matchup with how Miami's going to attack them. I don't have a play on the spread here, but, but I do, strangely enough, think Tim Boyle with a bunch of checkdowns and just trying to keep up in this game will probably go over his 160-yard prop. I can't wait to ask you about Patriots at Giants in this total at 33 and a half. And it's like, it's so bad. It's good. The Patriots just awful. They've only scored more than 20 points once this season. There's like a midweek quarterback controversy. And then on the other side, the Giants just absolutely stick. What are you expecting in this matchup? Yeah, so this one's interesting. The, the Patriots are still top three in the NFL in, in EPA per rush allowed. And without the ability to establish Saquon Barkley, frankly, to establish Tommy DeVito as runners, I think this Giants offense is really going to struggle. And we saw in the Colts matchup in Germany, like the Colts were not able to do that because of the Patriots' run defense. And, and Gardner Minshew was playing Dance Dance Revolution in the pocket back there, really just you know, with a lot of second and long, third and long, and had like awful footwork. And I think like that, Tommy DeVito took nine sacks last week uh, against the commanders after they traded away their two-star edge rusher. So I actually do lean the Patriots way. You get the bye week. It's against Belichick's old team. But, you know, frankly, maybe I'll be honest. I'm coaching the bet here as a Bears fan. I really need the Patriots to win this game, uh, you know, so they can get out of the Caleb Williams, Drake May sweepstakes a little bit. <laughs> Was this the version where the arrows were up and down and left to right or the, the silly ones where they were diagonal? Because this matters a lot in terms of analyzing. <laughs> Uh, As far as one game on Sunday, I am really looking forward to, it would be the Jaguars and the Texans, a fight for first place in the AFC South. Jaguars are only one and a half point favorites here, total of 48 and a half. How indicative was the last meeting? And the last meeting was nuts. But are there things from the last meeting that we can use to help figure out how this game will play out? I think so. Yeah, I I think it wasn't that much of a fluke. I think it was just early on in this Texans run, so we didn't really know what we were dealing with. And, you know, to that point, the the Texans are very bad at defending the run, but the Jaguars are one of the worst running teams in the NFL, and everything stems back to their offensive line just not being a good enough unit right now. And so as much as the Texans do not have a great defensive line, they've gotten good enough play from Will Anderson, Jonathan Grenard, you know, Sheldon Rankins has come on strong in the interior for them. And so like their biggest weakness might be frankly that defensive line unit, but it's a, it's a decent matchup against this Jaguars O-line that really, really has not been good enough. So, and then, you know, both teams are going to be able to throw the football on each other. I think the high score will, will stick and will, will repeat again, because I think both teams are going to throw the ball a ton, knowing the other offense offense can score on their defense but yeah maybe not 37 17 again but I don't think it was a fluke outcome I think it's a bad matchup for the Jaguars in this particular game 
Uh, Brad, last week we talked about some of the changes going on with play callers, and you nailed it with the Bills, and then how it wouldn't be much much change with the Panthers, right? And we saw that result with Frank Reich taking back over the reins. Well, we got word that there's going to be a change in this Steelers matchup. Steelers going up against a backup quarterback, but they have Kenny Pickett on their side. Now that Canada is out, what are you expecting? It's uh, a bit of a strange decision what they're doing, kind of combining OC play caller roles with a couple of uh, assistants. You know, I think we shouldn't, I guess, look at other teams as an example of what a certain team will do. But I do think Pittsburgh is going to follow a recent blueprint. So first, Bo Hardview with the Las Vegas Raiders steps into Coach Aiden O'Connell, whose yeah. first game against the Chargers had a time to throw almost of three seconds, comes in at a 2.1 average time to throw, the second fastest game we've charted in the NFL this year. And then this past week with Dorian Thompson-Robinson, get rid of the Ravens game, throw it out the window. He found out he was starting on Friday. You look at this game. 2.13 average time to throw against these Pittsburgh Steelers, the third fastest game we've seen. And they also cater this offense entirely around his legs, his ability to run, that a bunch of QB power, zone read, all these different elements that, that kind of amplify what he does well, which we didn't see against Baltimore because I think Stefanski just couldn't change the game plan in time. So you look at Pittsburgh with Kenny Pickett, I think you are going to see moving the pocket a bunch, splitting the field in half, some high-low concepts, some half-field reads, and really just get the ball into Deontay Johnson and George Pickens' hands and let them go to work, probably more Jalen Warren, um, you would imagine. So I actually do think it's kind of intervention bias. It's probably not actually saying, you know, they're, they're a better offense now, but I think they just simplify things down. They make Kenny Pickett a, a one-two read guy and just trust the playmakers they have. I actually think it will be meaningful. I think they will be able to score on a Bengals defense that has not been good at all this year. Mm-hmm. I want to open it up to you. What side, total, or props, matchups you're looking to expose do you like that we have not touched on yet? Yes. So the second leg of that long teaser I mentioned with the Detroit Lions is the Cleveland Browns and Dorian Thompson-Robinson out to plus eight and a half against the Denver Broncos. I am fading this narrative that the Broncos are great now and they're playing great football. Uh, The last five games compared to the first five, they have a worse net yards per play. They have a worse EPA per play uh, in these five versus the first five. And yet they are four and one. And this matchup in particular, I do not like. The Broncos defense is 29th in EPA per rush allowed. They're 30th in success rate against the run. And they're 31st in yards per carry against the run. So you're going to see a healthy dose of Jerome Ford, of Kareem Hunt. And in particular, the Broncos have also struggled against running quarterbacks You saw Justin Fields, other matchups was just not good matchups against them. I am fading that narrative and that defense is going to suffocate Russell Wilson, get a bunch of pressure. (laughs) And I think that the eight and a half and a 35 point total, I love that leg to close out that long teaser. I started our conversation talking about the AFC playoff picture. How about we get to the NFC playoff picture? Because it does seem like that some random team could very well sneak in and get that last wild card spot. Is there value somewhere where you feel like there's a team we're not talking about in the NFC that could very well sneak into the playoffs? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think maybe the value is probably not great just because they are a team that people view highly, but the Los Angeles Rams, if they can stay healthy and continue Mm -hmm. to improve on offense and score some points, could probably sneak in. You know, if the NFC South kind of cannibalizes each other and we only get the division winner there and we don't get a Bucks or Falcons or Saints wild card, you know, maybe one of those teams sneak in. Because I'm not seeing it in the NFC North. I don't see Chicago. I don't really see Green Bay. They are playing better football, but I just don't see it there. 
And then, yeah, like the Cardinals, you know, they'll win a couple games here and there, but I still think the Rams should be able to take care of that matchup. So that's probably one I would look into. I'm not trying to overreact to the Seattle game. It's more fundamentally they still have been a good offensive team, and I think Raheem Morris has coached that defense up above their talent level. They're probably a decent value. Good stuff. Brad Spielberger of PFF. Again, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the Eagles host the Bills on a short week. Bets for the best game of the week and more right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. takes it right up the gut touchdown eagles this is betql daily presented by bet mgm from betql welcome back to betql daily presented by bet mgm eddie gross joe ostrowski and aaron hawksworth here with you and let's get back to the games for sunday let's start with the bills and the eagles you snooze, you lose. If you like that hook, well, it is gone now. The Eagles are now just three-point favorites, and it is a juicy minus 115 for the Eagles there with a total of 48 and a half. Joe, how are you playing it? Yeah, I, there are some three and a halfs out there, but most of them are juiced. Minus 120 on the Bills, plus three and a half side. So uh, that's a, that's the side that I'm looking at, guys. Uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Obviously, the best game of the weekend once we get there. Um, but yeah, you have the Eagles in this spot. They got their, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's 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 revenge, but it's not really revenge. They got their revenge. They win that game at Kansas City, probably a game that they had circled on the calendar all year long. And now they have another AFC matchup. So it doesn't mean as much. But you know, the Eagles obviously don't want to let up. Uh, in, in any sense. A.J. Brown didn't do anything in that game. So now you're going up against a Bills defense that has been struggling at every level due to all of the injuries. Now you're able to pass on this this Bills team. So I'm wondering what those A.J. Brown numbers are going to be, if we're going to be able to find a little bit of value since he had one grab, didn't even get to 10 yards uh, last week. But as far as the side, I three and a half, I'm getting that hook. I mean, there's no there's no way we're getting that before the season starts. Actually, before the year started, this was one and a half. So for it to move those two full points, I mean, you look at that matchup, I'm assuming the weather's going to be, you know, just fine. Josh Allen attacking that Eagles secondary, they should be able to hang in with with the weapons that he has on the outside. Remember last week when Joe Brady was the OC, he got everybody involved. That's what really stood out to me. It just wasn't the Stephon Diggs show again and again and again. with that balanced attack, and I think McDermott wants to run the ball more. We saw efficiency out of James Cook. No surprise in that matchup. But um, this is I, – I like the Bills getting three and a half, as long as you can get that hook. It's still available at some spots. And if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to pay for the juice, this could be another high-scoring one. I, I could see this one going back and forth. And uh, 48 and a half – Seems about right. I know it's not a conversation that we have a lot about a game flying over uh, this year, but this could be that perfect storm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you touched on it. The Bills are 28th in the NFL against the pass. I think that could set up for Jalen Hurts to have a pretty good day. Buffalo will be without Matt Milano, Tredavious White, Daquan Jones on defense. So I think that also sets things up for the Eagles (laughs) to have a good day offensively. Maybe this is a DeAndre Swift game, too. Um, The Bills run defense allowing Mm -hmm. 82.6 yards over the last five games. They've been really, um, I guess you could expose them a little bit. Will this be a DeAndre Swift game? Maybe he gets going. But I think for me, things are pointing towards the Eagles, although I don't have a play in this one yet, Ed. I feel weird about backing DeAndre Swift in this game because I think the game script is leading us to believe that this could go back and forth. It could be a higher scoring game. Not positive, but if it is back and forth, then aren't we going to see the A.J. Brown of earlier this year instead of the one we saw on Monday night? That'd be my one concern is, okay, if you're going to have to score quickly, you're not going to do it on the ground. You're going to do it through the air. And the Eagles, as they start to incorporate other guys like Devontae Smith, maybe they, they pass it a bit more. So that'd be my one concern there. Here's my question as far as what the Bills are going to do offensively, because I know I've made the point before that with Joe Brady as as the play caller, that they're not changing all that much. But in terms of context in a game like this, I wonder if they are going to try some trick plays that they might have up their sleeve in a game like this. Let me know what you guys think, because the Bills have a bye next week, and then they have the Chiefs. And not just that. But it looks like Dawson Knox will probably come back for that Chiefs game. So all the things that they wanted to do at the start of the year with two tight end personnel, now they can start to incorporate those things again after the bye. It almost feels like because you have just the one tight end that all the trick things that you want to do with your wide receivers, you're probably going to do them now, especially because I don't want to call it a must-win situation because the Chiefs lost. But the Bills need to start to accrue some of these wins. And maybe these things that you want to save in perhaps more high leverage matchups, maybe you want to start doing them now. So I wouldn't be surprised Mm. if they sort of throw out the kitchen sink in a game like this one, knowing full well that their actual identity will be established in a few weeks. Fascinating idea about the Chiefs. Because... When when they had this game circled, and believe me, they had this game circled. They are obsessed with beating Patrick Mahomes. Obsessed with it there. Like every decision they move, they make rather, is about beating the Chiefs. Will this get us closer to beating the Chiefs? Kind of to the point where they've ignored everybody else. They're not spending as much time with everybody else. And we've seen that in in some of these uh some of these games this year. So I mean, yeah, every move they've made offensively about that, but they now have a different play caller. Uh, that That's an interesting idea. I could see that a little bit. I could see that where, mm-hmm. okay, we're not going to use this in the KC game, so why don't we use it in this specific spot? It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. I, do. It, it wouldn't, I don't know if I can go the over, though, guys. I think it will hit the over, but – just a game today, what we're asking for with the man, it's tough this year to say you're going over 48 and a half. I was also thinking about it in terms of MVP. I know Paul has the Josh Allen oh, yeah. ticket, both are in contention. Mm-hmm. And if Jalen Hurts has a big day again and they win this game, his odds now that he's the favorite are just going to get even shorter. 
Yeah, certainly it will. No doubt about that. And it's so funny that Hertz didn't have a great game on Monday and still he's now the favorite to win MVP. Like that doesn't usually happen very much. Like you expect a good game and a win for that to happen. But that may just be it. Like I want to call it laziness, but it's just, okay. well, best quarterback (laughs) on the best team. Uh, You know, bada bing, we're done. Well, it shouldn't be that way, but still here we are, Joe. Mm hmm. For sure. Maybe we'll talk about this in a little bit, but all right, let's say the Bills, the Bills, the, uh, yeah, the Bills pull off the upset. That's not a crazy, they're a field goal dog. They've the great offense, right? Um, what happens with the Super Bowl number? You could find a 28 right now on the Bills. What happens if the Bills go there and they pull off the upset after people seeing last week, they had that offensive explosion when people left them for dead, right? And it was understandable. Then they fire our coach, blah, blah, blah. We know what happens. But what if they back it up? It's not the Jets this time. Now they do it against the Eagles. What happens at 28 to 1 number? I think it shortens a lot. The Eagles number wouldn't change very much, but the Bills number, I think, would shorten substantially because, again, I keep going back to that Chiefs loss. This is a mess in the AFC right now. There's no one clear standout with the possible exception of the Ravens. And even then they're injured, you know, having their favorite target, you know, being out for the rest of the season, though. What is it? Later's report is that maybe there's some outside chance he can come back still, though. I don't think that's going to be enough for us to think about their chances to win the whole darn thing. But there are several teams that are in contention uh, for getting a good seed in the AFC. And so because Mm -hmm. it's such a mess, I'm starting to think that there's going to be a lack of value. I mean, if we're talking about the Browns at 10 to one with almost no good quarterback play to speak of. And then suddenly Josh Allen goes off. I think that makes that very easy in terms of backing Buffalo with a shorter number. I agree. I mean, and the fact that they only have one loss, you know, behind the Dolphins, even in the division, I mean, they're not mm-hmm. out of it. So it is going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see what the Bills do. I'm excited for this game. Wow, the yeah. Eagles have like back-to-back bangers, you know, in terms of their schedule. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the Bills' schedule coming up is is rough. They've got the buy in there. Wow, Bills almost five to one for the division. That's nuts. Wow, that is wow. nuts. Yeah, that, that, that might be out pulling on the trigger there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I have to go after that one right away. Speaking of the Ravens, uh, they're three and a half point favorites uh, on the road in Los Angeles, uh, where all the Ravens fans are going to take over uh, SoFi, and it'll be a 70-30 split or whatever proportion we uh, decided upon. Uh, Ravens, yes. three and a half point favorites, total of 47. <laughs> Joe, what do you like here? I agree with that. I mean, what Chargers fan is showing up besides that crazy woman, right? Is, is she still showing up at these games? I don't lady? know, man. Like, that's a long way to fly around Thanksgiving. She's in Minnesota this week. Chargers game. Oh, that's oh, right. <laughs> she's yeah, going to Monday night. Man. No, no. She's doing Sunday night and then Monday night, right? Yeah, yeah. you can do both. Yeah, she can yeah. do it. Oh, Flying man. out of LAX isn't that hard. I hope she is. Because oh, they're awful. definitely they're going to put it's her on TV if she looks bad. Uh, all right. Why is this number coming down? It was four. Now we're sitting at three and a half. The Ravens, the road favorite. Look, yes, life without Mark Andrews is going to be difficult. There's going to be an adjustment period. I'm not worried about it this week against this Chargers defense. I mean, Staley's up there. He knows what's coming at the end of the season. 
I think Ravens are going to be fine. I know the Chargers have a better run defense this year, but through the air, you can do whatever you want against them. And let's not forget that this Ravens defense is spectacular. I know you've got Herbert and only Keenan Allen, it seems like, but uh, that's a tough matchup. I think likely he's going to be okay. I'm curious what his prop numbers are. Uh, I'll certainly take a look at those once uh, those finally get posted. But Munkin versus Staley, yeah. I'm going to take Munkin and Lamar beating them however they want. I want to lay the three and a half on the road. So does the fact that Staley was all upset in his feelings at the podium and getting criticized for his defense, does that concern you? Is he a little more motivated? I mean, they do rank dead last in defense against the pass. So I don't know how much worse it can get. I was looking at Lamar passing over 244 and a half. It's, it's a big number this season. Last year, you know, looking at 244 for a quarterback wouldn't scare you. But this year, it's actually a big ask for many of these quarterbacks. Maybe Zay Flowers has a big game against this awful Chargers passing defense. Uh, I'm looking at all of that. I Give me the Ravens, too, on the spread. I just think the Chargers are dead. I won't back the Chargers on the money line, but I think they can cover the number here in what will be a back-and-forth affair, and then once again, the Chargers will lose another one-possession game. We've seen this Mm. song and verse before. Let's run run it back. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming next, the two-minute drill, Monday Night Football, Thanksgiving leaders, and so much more right here on the BetQL Network.